BNN. Brought to you by the NAACP. Knox, destroying white America, one neighborhood at a time. My name is Edgar J. Steele, and this is a five-minute nickel rant. Hundreds of Americans, with more arriving every hour, now stand guard at America's border with Mexico in the state of Arizona under a private grassroots movement going by the name of the Minuteman Project. Why? Because America's government refuses to keep illegals out. Because America's masters want the cheap labor. Because America's masters want your job done by somebody a whole lot less expensive. That's why. Last year, 1.2 million of those illegals actually were apprehended by the U.S. Border Patrol. Yet the effort is so puny by comparison with the problem that the current number of illegals in America is estimated to be well over 20 million. Emphasis on the well over, by the way, since that's an official number. Our government could secure that border in a heartbeat if it wanted to. But it doesn't. Think not? You haven't been through an airport screening lately, have you? So far, this simply is a demonstration by private citizens, of course. There is no way to stem a flow of two or three million illegals each and every month without massive government intervention. And our government actually works together with the Mexican government against us in this regard. For its part, Mexico's army is diverting and escorting border hoppers to areas not patrolled by the Minuteman Project. Mexican President Fox just threatened to sue anyone who has contact with Mexican nationals. And now he wants to go to the world court in order to have Arizona's Proposition 200 invalidated, if you can believe it. Proposition 200, passed this last November, is designed to stop massive voter fraud and deny welfare benefits to illegals. Not to be outdone, today saw the first arrest of one of America's volunteer Minutemen by American officials. His crime? He was detaining a group of illegals at gunpoint, waiting for the Border Patrol to arrive and do its job. That's right, the guy doing the government's job is the one they arrested. Now, I don't know about you, but I am simply fed up with this invasion of America, which is being facilitated by our own government. I am sick of our spending more and more money on schools that do worse jobs each and every year, due in part to having to cater to the children of these criminals who enter America illegally. I am sick of our lower-paying jobs being given to these people, while loyal, hard-working Americans go unemployed. And don't even start with that they-do-jobs-that-we-won't nonsense either. I am sick of my medical insurance and uncovered bills going up by 25% each and every year, largely due to these criminals whose demands have grown so overwhelming that hospitals all along the border have had to close due to unpaid bills for treatment of these illegals that our government forced those hospitals to give away for free. Treatment that you and I paid for. I'm sick of the instant citizenship granted to every baby that some Mexican woman manages to drop on this side of the border, along with the endless welfare that then flows to them. 
I'm sick of our prisons filling up with Mexican trash of every description. I'm sick of the rampant upsurge of disease in America. Some informs that we once eradicated here. I am simply disgusted with all the American women and children who get raped, beaten, and murdered by these Mexican criminals. In fact, the towering levels of crime and drug usage in America are fed continually by these criminals who cross our border illegally every day. Meanwhile, our government is moving to disarm us so that we can't even protect ourselves. Yet another job that our government refuses to do. I'm sick, sick, sick of it all. And you should be too. What should we do about it? Well, you know the answer to that question, now don't you? My name is Edgar J. Steele. Thanks for listening to my nickel rant. Check my website at www.conspiracypenpal.com for other messages just like this one. flag link for ordering information. Alex, Dan, we are coming to you live from John F. Kennedy International Airport where I am beholding a breathtaking sight. We have thousands of whites gathered in celebration from every corner of the United States of America. As you know, just six short weeks ago, the President signed into law the Jewish Repatriation Act. And what I have behind me here is a U.S. military transport jet lifting off the last of America's Jews being deported back to Israel, ending a rather quick five-week deportation program. The emotion here is indescribable as white Americans are breathing free air for the first time in over 80 years. Welcome to Goy Fire on the Vanguard News Network. We're going to start with Trinity College, then we're going to move on to Bill Cosby, who's been in the news, and then uh, we're going to hit the Ukraine uprising that's taking place uh, right now, and um, we're also going to say a few words uh, about the Pope and uh, the future of white nationalism. Here in the studio tonight is none other than Alex Linder and Jane. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> oh, I just... All right, uh, Trinity College. 
students of coal color at the, a small Christian college near Chicago were moved from dormitories to an undisclosed hotel on Thursday as the FBI and other law enforcement began investigating racist letters. All Nignog dorm dwellers were moved off Deerfield campus after a notorious race mixer found a note attached to a rock in her car. Jane, you broke this story. Um, what's your take on this? Look, this college is 25% mud ages, and on the basis of three on-campus letters which were circulated throughout their own delivery system, they were handwritten letters, but delivered through their in-campus system, uh, they've sent in the FBI and evacuated 43 of the students who wanted to get off campus. If this were done in the mails, that means essentially for the price of 3.38 cent stamps, someone could uh, cause this kind of mayhem. And meanwhile, our people are being murdered and raped at a horrendous rate by non-whites all across this country by Mexicans and niggers. And it's hardly news. In fact, in the uniform crime reports of the FBI, they cover it up as best right. they can. Right. So. Uh, even though we began to talk about it, or it essentially was a local and Internet story, the media picked up on it right away. They actually have helicopters flying over this campus, and Murray TV has it. And to see what they decide to cover on MTV is interesting because they know full well these kids are propagandized to the max on race mixing. So they pick up on this story. You know, this campus looks to me like Michael Jackson's house from the air. I don't know. <laughs> It's just absolutely bizarre. MTV picks this story to cover, you know. Why don't they put it on the big screen on, on South Beach in Miami while they all go, yo, yo, yo. It's nuts. Uh, we'll see what will happen, but uh, if they if they catch the party, I guess they're going to find out that even Christians are upset about this, and they're finally going to say, hey, this is not exactly what Christ taught. I remember Alex had some years ago, or a little over a year ago, an essay online, and it was, uh, what year did God decide he, he uh, wasn't a racist? Yeah, I like how the FBI is on the speed dial for racist notes. Don't yeah. they have something better to do? That's the question. Alex? Well, uh, it just reminded me of uh, what Ed Steele had written about uh, a Jew, uh, a known Jew, uh, whose name he had uh, threatened him and uh, left threatening messages on his answering machine, you know, including death threats. Now, did the FBI investigate that? No, nah, they don't really care. So the FBI has lost a lot of credibility with people who pay attention, always a minority. In this case, yeah, I mean, what what you guys said is, you know, seems right to me. I mean, uh, Alex, the other, the other thing is that anybody who's trying to interfere with any kind of interracial, with the interracial uh, <laughs> uh, message that they're spreading is... Uh, it's going to be top priority with them. Mm -hmm. God yeah, forbid he, someone come between, you know, groid athletes and uh, white women. You know, Professor Pluse's a girlfriend at, what is it, Farley Dickinson University, she's being harassed by Jewesses, and, and they've gotten in her face. I think they've threatened to kill her on the campus. It's just gone on and on, and... Uh, that's not big news. Yeah, so it's uh, okay with the FBI. If, if it's the other way around, that's fine. No problem. That's right. 
The FBI is another government group, and like every other top agency, its members may be a little smarter, they may be a little better paid, but it's going to do what it's told to do. And it's trained by people who are known criminals and related to the criminals in Russia who murdered billions, no, not billions, but millions, <laughs> meant to say uh, millions of uh, white Christians. And uh, you know, these people d decide what's a threat and what isn't and who's guilty and who's... Uh, who's not by, by classes of people, and then they go after them. Right. So well, you've got to protect think, yourself. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting category that they have here now, which is hate crime, which is now uh, apparently a federal offense in which the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, gets called. Who got hate crime legislation on the books? Well, the ADL writes the statutes, and then the states, uh, the legislatures are lazy, and they're easily threatened, and they like money, and they uh, a combination of those factors, and they sign off on it. Yeah, no, most of these people have come out of the law schools that we've documented are heavily Jewish, in fact. And, and, uh, the question arises, is hate crime worse than real crime? Is we already crime know it. At all? We've been so taught, yeah. Half the time, it's not even, it's not even crime. <laughs> the speech. So helicopters for hate crime, and... Hush, hush, for real crime. Well, no one has an interest in representing reality accurately. Mm. They all have an interest in spinning it their own direction. Uh, so they uh, they have to portray it as though what what is the real threat, which is the result of their own policies, is, is actually not a threat. And they have enough hotspot to go farther and say oh, it's actually a good thing. Diversity is a good thing. No, diversity is a horrible thing. Diversity leads to great problems. Diversity leads to a uh, tangled squabble of nationalities, as I think uh, Teddy Roosevelt said. Uh, America's a polyglot board boarding house, and uh, they can't get along. That's what's happened, and uh, it must benefit somebody. And we know who that somebody is. It's, uh, it's one, uh, one mammy parent there said that uh, Trinity, that uh, her son, I believe, was on the football team, and she was quoted as, as having said, my understanding, I suppose from the FBI, is that they're supposed to start shooting the black kids today well, if it were that easy, but the laws don't uh, prescribe that. Well, that's a great sound bite, but basically we have a rock that's gone through a car window. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all we have to yeah. go on right now. Exactly. It's very similar to the left cow case in that regard, that there's not any evidence of what's actually going on here beyond one message. But... In, in the, this age, that doesn't matter because it's uh, the meaning is pre-interpreted so that even if the facts don't back it up, they never really uh, they never really get back to the facts. They just drop it. But it's useful to them right now. They've already got their leverage out of it. They've shown that blacks are threatened parties. They're not the actual threats that, that we know them to be, that even the biased crime collectors' uh, statistics show them to be. Was this rock a weapon of mass destruction? Well, uh, let's see. What has the rock destroyed? Destroyed one window. It's a loop. I think it's a loop because every time they do this, they did it with Lefkow, I think they inspired Bart Ross. You know, look, all these people who are watching this, these young people, a lot of these kids are pissed off in these schools, whether they're secondary or university. And they're getting thumped on, in some cases, by, by niggers in the schools. And their teachers are, meanwhile, preaching to them while the niggers are sitting there listening to uh, hip-hop right in class, as Professor Pluse said. And so some of them are having extreme reactions to it. When the media continues to bounce this, 
a lot of them just get inspired. They've had enough, a certain number of them. It doesn't take too many of them. If 10% of them get uh, semi-political, it's going to make a big change. So ironically, when the media starts to uh, broadcast this stuff and uh, in reaction to very small happenings, it can change things. You know, when I, when I look this over, my guess is it's one person with some kind of personal beef with uh, one of the women involved, mm -hmm. uh, something like that. And uh, maybe they maybe they put it in political light, but uh, mm -hmm. very li very little here. If you're going to look at it from the factual point of view. There's very little here to go on. The interesting thing is the coverage of it. The coverage of it fits a pattern that we pointed out a hundred times. Um, this an I just call it anti-world. It's uh, say that we live in a prop sphere, but it's uh, they simply flip the racial reality of what's going on and who presents the real threat and what they do. Well, mm -hmm. whites aren't threatening blacks. Most whites are afraid to even uh, observe publicly the, you know, there are racial differences between people that matter. People don't want to say that. Yeah, the question is here is to what extent is the FBI really involved or is that just, uh, is that copy that, that these uh, newsmakers uh, are creating as they go along? Uh, we saw in, in the weapon of mass destruction in Iraq that, in fact, government agencies were uh, uh, involved in the process of their myth-making. I wonder to what extent they can use this tool uh, well, to, to get the Federal Bureau of Investigation to jump for a rock-throwing incident. Well, I think they could... Uh, the FBI in the department is part of the Department of Justice, and the Department of Justice has the ability kind of to jump in at a, a kind of a <coughs> built-in guarantee that if some local decision goes the way they don't like, they can jump in then and, you know, claim some violation of federal rights, like they did with the cops in the uh, Rodney King thing, uh, which was later revealed to be a complete joke. But, uh, um, yeah, they're always sitting there as kind of a second perimeter that any, anything can be kicked up to their level when it becomes... When they think they can uh, get some kind of a pattern of discrimination or that sort of a that sort of a charge going, then they can replay their whole civil rights drama for the millionth time and reinforce the message that oh, racism is still out there, which is the reaction you'll see pretty much wherever we distribute a paper. I'm not suggesting that the FBI is uh, under Chertoff, but in the most technical sense, because he's the head of Homeland Security. The FBI is, and he could circulate memos and talk about that sort of thing, but clearly they already have that on the front burner. I think the right. FBI is made up of people who genuinely like, uh, they're, they're active guys. They want to go catch, uh, catch bad guys, and they're not too particular about who that is. I mean, there are certain things like <laughs> bank robbers and uh, criminals that are obvious bad guys, but, you know, then there's also people who are just, they're told that are, are, are evil people, and they like to go after them, too, and... Uh, on top, of, on top of those guys are the uh, the ones who aren't even respectable in the sense of uh, being active crime fighters, but are simply paper shufflers who uh, are, are going to listen to who's ever calling the ultimate political shots. So the, there doesn't seem to be a lot of independence in what they do or a lot of integrity. Uh, they seem to be pretty good at harassing people mm. and uh, violating their rights. Right. I think a lot of people would consider this story insignificant, but I think it highlights a lot, uh, it highlights the process uh, that, that's at work here. Now, you mentioned the anti-world process. 
that, that is created by the media. But then again, you have real government agencies uh, being manipulated and people uh, losing their freedom or their lives or what have you, as we see in Iraq, and the, the mythical weapons of mass destruction that they uh, were able to implant in the collective mind. Well, sure. I mean, the problem is the government and the media are indistinguishable in terms of the political agenda they serve. They're, they're completely interlocking. There's not the media is supposed to be there to be to shed light on what the <clears throat> people with power are doing. It, that doesn't do that. They work as one. They have an agenda. They're going to enforce it and they're going to select and amplify, muffle, distort as they need to to get out this picture of the world that is absolutely bogus. Uh, and uh, this is this is one story that fits in that way. You know, whether so does like you say, uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They simply make something up as a pretext to go destroy a potential en enemy of the Jews, and they get most Americans to go along. And the population is so dumbed down now that they can try the same thing two months later in Syria. This past week, Fox had uh, ran Iranian nuclear weapons, and uh, they showed all the graphics, the mushroom, and everything. And uh, it was essentially. Uh, WMD all over, except it's uh, real specific now. They have the bomb. We got to go get them. Half the time, what they do is they take a photo that that wasn't even of Iraq in the first place, and they'll just you know they'll white out the Q and put in an N. They use the same photos. They don't care. But they're so powerful, and it's been so long since they've had any resistance that they don't even bother <laughs> to fake it. Really, I think they've got it now. They're they're not worried. The concept of someone opposing them is just not even in their heads. Kissinger said that during the uh, 67 war, they, they had uh, the Israelis had them loaded up in the bomb bays and on the tarmac with the engines running. Oh, yeah, you can, you can definitely believe that if nuclear weapons are used, it's going to be Israel using them. You know, unless somebody was able to get of one and uh, explode it in New York, if the Arabs are able to do that. I don't, I don't know how technically feasible that really is. We see a lot of talk about that. But, uh, well, that's exactly what say. Fox mentioned, Alex. And they... Yeah. They asked an expert, and he said 1.5 million people would die immediately. Well, that's a lot of Jews and a lot of white people too, unfortunately. But uh, well, the Jews are yeah, the Jews are pretty concentrated. I believe like 75% of them are around about 10 big cities in the U.S. And of yeah. course, there's Israel. But I, I specifically mean, I've seen people dispute that it's it's easy to get a suitcase nuclear weapon, but mm -hmm. it's actually a good deal more complicated than they claim. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're and, and they're they're just stirring up fear for the most part to serve their own agenda. I mean, everybody knows Israel has hundreds of nuclear weapons, and Iraq didn't have any. I mean, I heard Scott Ritter speak. I mean, he said, look, we were, they looked all over there. They, they knew that they'd destroy their biological, chemical, and the other weapons. And we were flying over their country, you know, multiple times a day for years. I mean, ever since 92. I mean, come on. It's, it's, anybody who can think, it's, it's pretty clear what's going on. You know, just a little bit of investigation. And then Rumsfeld flew down to the Grand Old Opry and had Dolly Parton sing My Coat of Many Colors. And they broadcast the whole thing by big screen to, to the farm boy fighters in Iraq. That's too much. I tell yeah. you. And they get Toby Keith and they get a bunch of those other stars to go through there and they convince them they're doing a lot of really good stuff. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them have found out otherwise. I mean, there's what? There's over you know, 15, 1,600 dead and probably 20,000, 30,000 wounded. And uh, is Iraq any better? No, it's just got different dictators. It may dissolve into civil war. Koi Fire will return in a moment. <laughs> 